Tommy and Scott Rand. Thompson giving ground. Here comes the pressure. He gets away from Holmes, finds his way to the outside. McLaughlin turns him around. He sets and throws, and this ball is caught. Garcia Castaneda out of a total scramble inside the 20-yard line. Oh, my goodness. That went for 57 yards. So <laughs> this, is, this is what it's like to watch 60 minutes of Nebraska football. Go into the locker room. How, how was your feeling and amongst your sphere mm-hmm. of people that you were chatting with at halftime when Nebraska's down 17-14? Pessimistic. Okay. Pessimistic. And, and a little bit had but not do, the end of the world. Had a little bit had Northwestern gets the football to begin the second half, so you're thinking, Definitely. Boy, if Northwestern punches it in against a gas defense, I don't know if Reimer's going to come back or not, uh, the game is over. Okay? What, they had a little mix of play calling. And then what happens on third down and 10? Robinson jumps offside. Nebraska goes the whole first half without a penalty. Mm-hmm. That's their first penalty, and that's on the opening drive of the second half. Mm-hmm. And then Nebraska was able to stop Northwestern. They get the ball back. You get that play, which is the best you know, broken quarterback scramble play since uh, Taylor uh, against Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. Then here, here's where things are starting to, to shift for you, where, my God, for the first time in five years, are we starting to catch some breaks? The defensive pass interference penalty. Yes, the, that happened on third and long, the defensive pass interference penalty on Northwestern, which you know, I think Nebraska caught a break on that play. And then you punch it in from Grant. You're up 21-17. Mm-hmm. All, all right. Okay. We've come back. We got our feet on the ground. Then, boom. First play of the next drive. Porter rips off the big run. And in the course of that run, the ball comes out. And it's not like the ball – in. You're thinking, okay, in previous years, that ball would just roll out of bounds. And I know. Keep I it. was thinking the same thing, okay. man. So all of a sudden, Nebraska recovers the ball. And yeah. you're like, whoa, what is going on here? And so Northwestern's come out of the locker room. Bam. They've had a punt. They've turned the ball over on their first play the next time. They're down 21-17. And what do you do? Grant houses it. It's 28-17. And then, as you know, that's the rest. But that's that. That's watch. That's... That's the course of Nebraska football is the the roller coaster moment because then it's 28-17. Mm-hmm. And whether you think they should go, you're going to force them to go 75 or you, you take your chances because you think you can throw a knockout punch that early in the game or early in the second half, then the game never was the same for Nebraska. Yeah, a couple things off of that for you. So first of all, I love that they tried to go deep right away because I, I when you get the ball near midfield, I think you should always bomb the ball. I think that that is great uh, to try to just take take that momentum and continue it going downhill. Speaking of momentum, like that's you know the the, the wind beneath the wings. Scott Frost has said that a lot over the last couple of years. That this program is a program that needs wind beneath the wings and, and it's it's been very frustrating for me because it it's almost like Gary he wants he wants there to be this like like a plaque that he receives like hey Nebraska football congrats you have momentum now here's your momentum plaque take this and, and go on and win games that's momentum mm-hmm. that is momentum you had a bad end of the first half you come out you force a punt after giving up a, a first down you get the ball <laughs> Eight plays, 88 yards, maybe the play of the season. You go down. The next play, you get a fumble. They said it on the broadcast. This is a defense that wanted more takeaways this season, and they get one. And you can see the bench. You can see the reaction in that moment as Tanner leaves the field. And then they score. Like, that's momentum. That's what, they're, that's what they want. And they had it. 
and then they didn't have it anymore. And so that's why I always hate that discussion because momentum is it's only what you do with it. You know, what do they say in baseball? It's only as good as your next day starter. That it's what they, they wanted it. They had the momentum. They just didn't do anything with it. Yeah. Two most valuable players today for Nebraska was Bushini as a punter and Travis Volkluck because after it's 28-17 and you go with the onside kick, um, there was – then the Volkluck injury happens after. Yeah, that, that was he, brutal. And he, and he never came back. And Nebraska never looked comfortable, comfortable offensively. And it just shows you there's a gap between Vokalek at tight end one and what's behind him in terms of plays that they can make, either in the passing game or as a blocker. Because I thought Vokalek had a monster day today. Yeah. And he left that game midway through the third quarter. And that was a huge missing piece uh, for the offense. Yeah, at that moment in time, five catches, 63 yards. He had, I believe he had one where he caught it that was behind him. Like a really good play, really good catch. And, yeah, that was a, that was a huge loss. Uh, here is uh, Brian back to the phones, a big red overreaction. Uh, good afternoon, Brian. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Um, before I get to my the reason I called, um, that last caller, good gosh. Um, okay, can everybody my age and older, I'm 44, can everybody my age and older just realize that um, we don't need to run the option and we don't need a Nebraska guy? The 90s aren't going to happen again. It's over. Now, on to my main point. Do you remember when or- we played Oregon and Lincoln? Mm-hmm. And Mark Helf- Mark Helfrich went for two, two after every single touchdown. Mm-hmm. And everybody said, Oregon, everybody in the national media said, Oregon would have won had they just kicked their extra points. Mm-hmm. That is the Oregon school of coaching. And it has ever, the worst thing that ever happened to Scott Frost was coaching under Chip Kelly because. He's got this. We have to this gambler. We have to be aggressive. Keep on their throat. Freaking PlayStation scoring mentality that just doesn't work. We had the momentum. We had that that onside kick. I don't care was one hundred percent on Scott Frost, regardless of who called it, because he's the one that let it happen. And it's all because that stupid Oregon freaking Nintendo mentality. One hundred percent. I've seen this. Thanks for the call, Brian. I've seen that a a couple of times uh, in the comment section on YouTube, which seems like people are having a great time today just yelling at each other. Um, I don't think that was Oregon. I think it was was a a three-point shooter who's made four in a row and gets the ball in between three-point line and half court and, you know, wants to field themselves a little bit. That's what I thought that was. I thought it was a team that he said, and, and he was obviously wrong, but I think he looked at that and said, let's do this. Let's end this game right now. He wanted to end the game. He didn't want it to go down to the wire. He didn't want it to be a one-score game. He thought we everything is working for us right now. Can one more thing work? Uh, here is uh, Dennis. Hey, good afternoon, Dennis. Welcome to Big Red Overreaction. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'll tell you what. This is the luckiest last 10 minutes of my life that I uh, have <laughs> ever had. So I'm down in Sioux City right now golfing at the Morningside Softball Golf Tournament. Okay. Tried 42 times to get on this show. Got a busy signal every time. Boom, finally get on. First time in my life. Then my partner, Bob, he hits a 45-foot putt for birdie on the last hole, so I'm feeling pretty good right now. Let's feeling go, Bob! Good. Yeah, yeah. So it's been, it's been things have been going well since the end of the game for me. But, uh, hey, I just want to say I, I appreciate you guys and, and the show you're doing. I, a lot of negativity, a lot of – seems like a lot of hate and frustration, people calling in, rightfully so. I would just say this, that uh, – you know, these guys are probably feeling down. You know, I'm not there to give them a juice box and a 
and uh, a Rice Krispie treat for the ride home to cheer them up. So uh, let's just uh, give them, send them good vibes. And we got a long season ahead, a lot of football ahead. And I appreciate what you guys do. And uh, go Big Red. Uh, hey, guys. Dennis, what uh, course are you playing at? Are you at the Dunes? No. Oh, he's gone. Wow. Nice bird. 45-footer, man. That's awesome. Uh, hello, Jeff. Welcome to Big Red Overreaction. Hi, Jeff. Long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm out here in California. I can't believe I woke up for that 930 game. I mean, that, oh. that was atrocious. Uh, but my main thought process on this entire thing, it seemed like Nebraska fans, I've been out in California for a while, Nebraska fans are 10 years late to the party on this. The program died when we got rid of Bo Pelini. Bo oh, Pelini emphasized the line. It, it's, we haven't been Iowa since. We haven't won a bowl game since. Or we won one bowl game. One bowl game. One bowl game. And the counterpoint to Brian's last comment, that Oregon team, I was at that game. That was a 350 game. That Oregon team was a four-win team that year. Nebraska should have won that game every single time. That was not a good team whatsoever. But the, the problem that I see is that as fans, we kind of start, we have to realize that the biggest thing for this program, it's not the coach, it's not the AD. The biggest thing for Nebraska football is those NIL deals because it's got to be one of the top five programs for payment for a player. So, wait, why is, the, why is NIL bad then? No, it's not bad. I'm saying it's great. Oh, okay. I misunderstood. My yeah. bad. Yeah, no, because like, like, as a Nebraska fan, I see like we keep blaming the coach. I don't think mm-hmm. Cross is that guy. But we kind of knew this going in. He was an undisciplined coach both years at UCF. I think he was top five in penalties. He coached under a crummy Chip Kelly leadership. No one's really come out of that coach tree. Fair. And uh, the Scott, it hasn't, I don't know why Nebraska fans have been so surprised by the Scott Frost development because the program has just been in shambles, I feel like, since Riley took over. When Riley went, took over from a Bo Pelini team that had the edge, Nebraska fans kind of got what they deserved because it's that Bo Pelini was a guy. He wanted to make sure that team was grit, gritty, and then they're going to win between the trenches. And it seems like it's kind of mm-hmm. gone. I mean, they allowed, like, the most rushing yards ever by a running back in one of those games. Thank you. I, I, we shouldn't go back down the bow road. Thank you. Penalties today against a, a team that doesn't commit a lot of penalties. What, Nebraska have one? Yeah. One penalty. The, the Ty Robinson jumping offside. One for five yards. Northwestern went eight for 65. Yeah, again, like you look at the box score. Now, let, let's avoid like the 500 yards. But you look at the box score in a lot of the other areas, and I think that you're feeling good. Nebraska, their third down efficiency, I believe at one point it was 8 for 10. And I, I took a picture of my TV screen because with 433, Gary, left in the first half, Nebraska had the ball. It was like third and three. They got stuffed on a run, but going into that, they were 7 for 8 on third down with 3.7 yards to go as the average. That is what you want. That is ahead of the chains. Four or third down and three or four yards. That is ahead of the chains. They finished nine to sixteen, so they failed obviously a lot late. But I mean, the running game was was horrible. One penalty, five yards, and then you know obviously a few turnovers by the end of the game. Here is uh, Kurt. Hi, Kurt. Welcome to Big Red Overreaction. Hey guys, how you hanging in there? Good. Good man. <laughs> I have. This is not a snarky question. This is a legitimate question. Did who was who had better players on the field today? Nebraska. Northwestern or Nebraska? I think Nebraska. So my counterpoint to this is I've, I've always had that argument. Like our coaches uh, were the reasons that they put us in bad positions. That's why Nebraska lost, you know, a lot of games that they've lost. But I've always had the argument that we, on paper, had better players than the team we were playing. This is the first time that 
I, I, I convince myself that we don't. And I'm with you today. Yeah. Uh, Kurt or, or Josh, Kurt, are you still there? Yeah. Okay. Who do you if if who do you think was the best player on the field today? For us, uh, for the whole game. Well, I mean, Nebraska. You named him Volkolak and our punter. I don't even know okay. his name. Um, Bushini. For them, I mean, their offensive line completely dominated our defensive line. Now, I don't know if that's scheme or just man on man, but um, I, I this is the first game that I watched, and I said, their players are actually better than ours. And I don't know why, because um, I've always, it's easy to say, you know, do we lose a game because of, they had a better coaching staff or our coaching staff? That, that's a no-brainer for the last five years. Um, today, it was, I, I really feel like we lost the on-paper game, too. Yeah, I, I'm not going to. Who do you think? Thanks for the call, Kurt. Kurt. Who do you think was the best player? Was it Evan Hole, Cam Porter? I think. I or think if, if you're gonna if you're gonna select the top five players out of this game, um, I'm gonna give you three right off the top for Northwestern. I'm gonna give you Hole. I'm gonna give you Helensky, and I'm gonna give you Cameron Mitchell. On Nebraska side, Vokalek, Bushini, Vokalek, Bushini. There's five. I will tell you the only guy that I really because I'm now going back to think about the defense. The only guy that I thought played consistently from beginning to end, like Nick Henrich had maybe one of the worst halves he's had since he's shown up at Nebraska in the first half, is I thought Luke Gifford played very well today. I thought Luke Gifford in coverage yeah. was really, really good. But if you're giving me the top five players to pick on both the entire game, I got more Northwestern players than I have Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that's fair. And maybe I'm just... Maybe I'm just stargazing. Maybe I'm just, you know, thinking about how guys were ranked. Maybe I'm using my own biases. You know, like, I thought that Casey Thompson for large spurts played better than Helinski, But, I mean, Helinski's numbers are better overall. He didn't turn the ball over. Now his line really helped him out. And he certainly didn't look gassed at the end. Like, nobody looked, you know, on Northwestern looked gassed at the end. Well, the game came down also to execution. Yeah. I mean, Northwestern, when they needed to execute, they executed. Yeah. You know? They didn't have. They made plays, man. They, they had some strange play calls where you went. Very wow, strange. Wow. Did you, did you say let's? I'm going to use the word safe. Um, they took the ball out of Helinski's hands. Was that a safe play call? So what do you have? A third and ten where you ran. Mm-hmm. A third and seven, I think, late when you ran. They took the ball out of Helinski's hands. But there were times where you needed plays and they executed. And then let's be honest, the five up front when they knew Nebraska at the end of the game was gassed, and and they had a run clock. I mean, they, they almost essentially ran the last four minutes out of the game. Now, Nebraska made a couple of uh, key defensive stops to get the ball back at the end that resulted in the interception that ended the game. Um, you could also throw in as a fivesome that offensive line. But we knew the offensive line for Northwestern was supposed to be their strength. I mean, Fitzgerald said that way back in the spring, that he liked the guys he had returning on an offensive line. He had four guys back. He had a preseason All-American. Yeah. So I don't think... And that guy got a penalty. I there. don't believe that they... Like, if you press Fitzgerald and said, hey, what surprised you about what you guys were able to do against Nebraska today? I think he would say, I was not surprised we were able to run the football. Yeah. Because I like our offensive line. And I got a running back who... Tool. Who... Had, and, and, yeah. I mean, Porter last year didn't play because he got exactly. injured. Exactly. And that's the thing. In, in fall camp, they were talking about that. They were talking about both those guys. And I got a guy that runs hard and breaks tackles. And you know what? I didn't expect Nebraska... If I, if I said, Fitz, uh, Fitz what, what surprised you about Nebraska... You know that he would say, "I didn't expect them to make as, as many as miss, many as missed tackles as they had today." Yeah, I mean that, those were killers. I think a lot of the Absolute stuff killers that Nebraska. Nebraska screwed up with was was. I think we would have said it was predictable, just kind of like boneheaded weird plays, maybe some turnovers. I did not think that the defense. I did not think that that was going to happen against this team. I thought that that was a later in the season problem. 
Uh, let's get uh, Dave, who is uh, over in Dublin. Oh, is that correct, Dave? Dave. Hey, baby, I'm in Dublin. Oh, oh, boy. How are you? Oh, no, I'm good. It's just horse from the week. Um, yeah. Here we are. Here we are again. Um, yeah. I just remember calling from uh, desolate Eastern Washington in 2018 after the Northwestern game, and I uh, called you Greg, Gary, so I uh, apologize for that. Um, here we are again hearing things about uh, culture and discipline. Watching those sidelines, you knew Northwestern was assured they could win. Nebraska had no idea what was going on. Here we are again. I'm just I'm baffled. I'm upset. Um, just want to thank the Oscar fans for coming out. But, I mean, after a 3-9 and nine season, I don't know where you go from here. Um, bye-bye, Frost. Leave them in Dublin. That's it. Okay. Uh, People see. push back a little bit against me saying they shouldn't fire him yet. But I just... Maybe, maybe Gary, it's just I know that Trev won't fire him right now, so maybe that is clouding my judgment too much. But, again, I, I'd say that it's like a weak move because you should have just done it last year then. Because then you're punting on the season, and I don't like the idea of punting on the season. Though maybe they already did by bringing him back. He's, he's dismissed if it has nothing to do with wins and losses this time before the end of the year. Yeah. If it's, yeah. He's lost the locker room. He's got carnage in the locker room. He's got guys pointing fingers at each other. He's got guys on the staff pointing fingers at each other. And people either can't play or work together. Then, then you're pressed. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I just don't see it. I, 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 I don't. I don't think that's that's who Trev is. And and you know what? Before the season even began, you could make the case that Trev already had made up his mind and is going to let the season play out again. He can just sit back and watch. Bingo. The the results reveal themselves, yep. and they've got a result from today. And you'll go, what's different from what I have seen in the past? In my just brief time last year here as the AD, what's what's different? from last year to what I saw today. Did I notice anything different? See, that's the thing. It's the so, same so old story. So this is a question for everybody else. Did you notice something different today that was better than it was last year? Punting. Fair. Punting I mean, was way, way, way better. I mean, he had, what, six punts and four of them were inside the 20? Yeah. Bushini was really, really good, and he gave me the opportunity to flip the field. Didn't see any field goals. Well, there was the one at halftime, but that was a weird situation, so I'd like to see... Didn't see that, so that's a wash. But the what the, else was better? The, the PATs. There was no like. Yeah. It was not a circus. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I thought Casey Thompson played really well, and then he I didn't. Did. But that was the same story with Adrian at times. All right, five oh three in the Central Time Zone. We've been on the air for two. Yeah, it's basically about two hours. All right, uh, we've had a couple of boxes checked of what people like to talk about. Option football. Uh, we've not had fullbacks, so if you'd like to chime in about uh, how f- having a fullback would have changed today, hmm. you're more than welcome to, 951-1620, 31-28. We're going to try and slip in some other quotes that have come out of uh, Dublin. Mm. Uh, if you missed some of uh, Frost's comments, we'll go back and uh, recap those. Uh, Austin Cade, Hobbs, John in Wahoo. Oh, Hobbs. Yeah. I like Hobbs. He has well, good takes. Welcome back to the season, Hobbs. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I almost said sharp and bending in the morning. Sharp and the bending in the morning. I'm it's coming Matt, on Monday. Unsportsmanlike conduct with mm-hmm. uh, Josh here as well. With all of you, Big Red Overreaction on 1620 The Zone. Brought to you by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. Also, Big Red Overreaction today. Brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. And finally, brought to you by Burton. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton.